0: Hi, I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie V47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape podcast. You're listening to another great four eyed radio product. For more shows, check out four eyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour Extra, Episode 77, Rangers Review, Dino Fury, Episodes 9 through 11, recorded on July 28th, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47
1: And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood.
0: This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons Chris P, Steve F, Ethan S, AJW, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Tyler B, Tyler D, Tyler W, Jason O, Liz M, Craig M, Mason M, Kevin R, Hassan A, Bo H, Raheem Y, Leland D, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash for all of the links for our show, as well as our Amazon affiliate page at amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command ph joining us today is a new guest host first time on the show but a longtime listener and supporter of the show mason you can hear him on the beyond average nerds podcast and sometimes playing Fortnite with us on lunchtime gaming welcome
1: mason
2: hey thanks for having me
1: yeah absolutely
2: this is kind of surreal to be on the other side of the microphone
1: today. <laughs> and like not only first time guest host like MVP guest host coming through when Skype was being just dog water.
2: Yeah,
0: so we got a new recording method that we're trying out today. Yeah, Mason, it's it's been awesome like just hanging out on Fortnite and now in Final Fantasy and we've got all of that going on, so yeah. it's cool.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's been super fun. I uh, definitely appreciate you guys allowing me into the community. Everybody's been so nice. So like, it's uh, definitely been a good time. And thanks for the little plug about the podcast earlier. Appreciate that.
0: And I'll give you plenty of time at the end of the show to to plug all of that. So oh yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So first off, welcome to all of our listeners for the uh, fourth episode this month. Just a huge thanks in our last episode to Ryan Parrott for taking the time to talk some comics with us. It was a really good time. And If you're caught up on the comics, it's uh, definitely an episode I would recommend listening to for sure.
2: Oh yeah, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that personally. Thanks for
0: that. So we do have some news before we dive deeply into Dino Fury. First off, Walmart had their collector con, quote unquote,
1: (laughs) and they had
0: uh, the 2021 exclusive was for Power Rangers was the Mighty Morphin Retro Morphin ninja flip head action figure uh, which is currently out of stock on Walmart but you can also get it at Hasbro Pulse it's still available the Retro ninja Ninjor flip head you can press the action figures back and the ninja head and shoulder pieces flip and the leg armor slides down so you can get full battle <laughs> mode ninja I was not gonna get any of the retro Morphin line, but I saw a Ninjor and I was like, I'm getting two of them. I'm going to leave one <laughs> in the packaging. I'm taking one out to put on my shelf.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I was very excited about this figure. It kind of was a throwback. I don't know if you had the like the really tall one. Is it the good? deluxe? Yeah, the deluxe Megazord version. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the mechanics of that just in mm-hmm. like miniature form. And for me personally, I mean, I thought the figure looks great. Ninjor is kind of built like these figures are built anyway. So it looks kind mm-hmm. of in line with like a no- what a normal figure would look like.
1: Yeah. The first I heard about this was a buddy of mine who actually has the deluxe ninja, or, and uh, his ninja or doesn't have the weapon that came with the figure. And he's, he sent me the link to this flipping, you know, retro fliphead ninja. Or, and he's like, Hey, is this in the same scale or is this a new mold? And I'm like, No, this is a new mold. What is this? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> what, what, what? Hang on. And I had to like do research. But- oh, it's a new figure that they're doing. Yeah. And
0: my only problem with like the, the retro Morphin, like, of course I remember these from when I was a kid, but before Bandai lost the license, they did uh, a line of these and now Hasbro's kind of doing it. I haven't bought any, but I've seen them in person. They're huge. Like it doesn't really appeal to me. It's that style has never appealed to me. If, if you're going for it, go for it. But this was really the first retro morphin that they did that I was like, yep, I'm getting it. And because it's, it feels like Ninja he doesn't have any insane proportions like the Rangers.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like looking at that Ranger Slayer figure, which I'm sure we'll get into. It's just so like (laughs) blown out of proportion. It doesn't like, and I saw some of these in person too. And I, I almost bought a couple of them and mm-hmm. I was just like I it was a definitely a throwback because I had a lot of these as a kid these flip heads of course I didn't keep them which is a huge bummer just lost them over time and stuff but they are definitely a throwback and I almost bought some of them when I saw them in person but yeah that like you said this one is the first one I was like oh yeah I gotta have this one and probably if I saw that Ranger Slayer in real life I'd get that too
0: <laughs> yeah the Ranger Slayer one is interesting just because you know we haven't had much of her merchandise aside from the lightning collection figure and it's kind of crazy that they're taking such a new character and flipping it you know no pun intended into (laughs) a a retro morphin figure it's kind of a unique concept but yeah i'm disappointed that that she gets an unmorphed head but the lightning collection never did Like, what's up with that?
2: Yeah, that's right. That is a huge bummer.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, if you're getting Ninjor, he is a Walmart exclusive. Out of stock right now as we record this at Walmart, but it is still available at Hasbro Pulse. Speaking of Ranger Slayer, the rest of Wave 2 has been found. This is thanks to Toy Shiz and uh, Martian underscore Ranger for finding this. But someone did post that Wave two is out. Wave two consists of Trini, Tommy White Ranger, Tommy Green Ranger, and Kimberly as the Ranger Slayer. Not much more to say about those, I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean, really, it's just that the proportions are absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And it's not so bad. Actually, like looking at the White Ranger, it kind of is okay because the big shield Mm -hmm. kind of makes it look slightly better, but man, it's really noticeable on, ranger slayer and trini like geez
2: yeah i was just thinking the same thing too about the white ranger too zach that shield kind of helps it out a little bit and i'm i would be very hard pressed not to pick that up if i saw it in person Mm -hmm. that and ranger slayer but these other ones i uh, like especially the green (laughs) ranger it's like what is going on right there (laughs) didn't bandai do a line of these where they kind of like slimmed them down a little bit
0: i thought they did
2: yeah it, yeah they kind of look similar, but they were like a little bit slimmer and i actually I liked those Bandai figures a little bit better mm-hmm. but you know if you're looking for a throwback, then that's cool. I know this is will probably target some sort of collector out there, so
0: oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, so the next one is another exclusive. As of this recording, we do not know the date for Hasbro PulseCon. We just know that it's happening in the next couple months or later this fall, whatever the case may be. But we now know the exclusive for Power Rangers, which is the Mighty Morphin Pudgy Pig Lightning Collection figure. And kind of a bit of story on this, but first, before (laughs) we get into that, what makes this a really exclusive part of it is... Not only are you getting the pudgy pig, you're also getting a crazy amount of accessories. You're getting the food. You get like the nachos, the pie, the taco. You don't get the sandwich that defeated him, which I think is a missed opportunity. Yeah,
1: that seems like a real missed opportunity.
0: You get a big fork and a knife, which is hilarious. And uh, two interchangeable hands, which is is always a good thing. And like another effects piece. What makes this unique in terms of the lightning collection is that the case is actually a functioning lunchbox. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what this material is made out of. I'm looking at the press pictures that uh, we got from Hasbro It looks pretty flimsy. I would not use this as a day-to-day lunchbox at all. What I thought was interesting was that the handle is hidden. Like when it's all in its retail form, I guess you have to open something up for the, the handle. So I don't know if this lunchbox is actually safe to put food items in safely. I have no idea.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know if I really want to spend $60 for this lunchbox and in, in the <laughs> action figure along with it. But, uh, you know, this did kind of throw this lunchbox. I like the design of it because it did kind of throw back. I actually own from the 90s, the old school plastic lunchboxes. And I have the Power Rangers one with the thermos in it. Oh and my It gosh. does. It does kind of throw me back to that a little bit, but like you said, I I'm not sure what this is made of, and I'm sure it's not going to be as good as those were back in the day. So
0: no, absolutely not. Actually, uh, it's it's kind of funny because I'm looking at the back picture for this on the press photos, and it does say, "Note to parents: wash thoroughly before use." There's just a huge warning yeah. on there.
2: That sounds safe.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this includes uh the figure and seven accessories. Uh what was interesting about the press release was that it was saying that specifically that this was a six-inch scale. It says Lightning Collection six-inch pudgy yeah. pig. So yeah. I don't know if this is actually in scale more like with Goldar and the regular monsters, like with the Rangers, because the monsters line has been getting like progressively larger. Like I guy is just some ridiculous. They showed that on stream and I was like, Holy crap. You could like throw that at someone and give them a concussion.
2: <laughs> yeah. That thing's a monster. <laughs> no pun intended. L- Literally.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some unanswered questions with this. Like I would love to see this in scale with the other Rangers. Cause that, that's how I think the, the monster line is. And I'm actually like really impressed by the the detail of it, like the promo pictures that they have for it. I mean, it's so expressive. He can eat all the food and he's got the little grabby hands, and it looks like it jumps straight from the TV show. Yeah. Unfortunately, the controversy is with this price thing. Yeah. So let's let's get into that a little bit because when we got the original press release, the price on it said. $44.99, $44.99. And that's what IO9, because uh IO9 and Gizmodo, they were the ones that actually uh had the exclusive on that. They they released the first details, and that was all good. Like everyone was like, Oh man, some people were like, uh oh, the price, but you know, whatever. And then I asked because on Hasbro Pulse website, when they put this on Hasbro Pulse. I sent out to our press contact, I said, hey, the Hasbro Pulse site lists this at $57.99. And I said, the press release says $45. Can I get some clarification? And this is what our press contact said to me and said to the guys at io9 and all that stuff. Uh, The product copy sent out earlier this week did not correctly reflect the current U.S. retail price listed on Hasbro Pulse. The U.S. retail price for Pudgy Pig is $57.99, apologies for the misinformation. This was literally like a day and a half after they ran with it, the story. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. $58. Bucks, yeah. Like that's a $13 difference. And there were already people on the fence. I was on the fence even for $45. Bucks.
2: Yeah. I was going to get it at that price point especially with all the packaging and all that kind of stuff but i I, you know honestly i don't know if i can justify sixty dollars for just the six inch figure you know draken when he came out wasn't wasn't he like 50 uh, Uh, or something like that yeah yeah i think so and i mean that that was like a production that thing in the in the box i've got it behind me actually here but uh you know and i was like okay well that's cool but for i don't know for this i it's just it's just really especially with how the monster line hasn't seemed to do very well so far anyway. And then Mm -hmm. (laughs) throwing a $60 price tag on this, especially, I I just, I don't know. Yeah. I think it really has to be somebody who's very much into pudgy pig.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, at the $45 price point, you really look at it as, okay, well you're getting a a $30 figure in a $15 lunchbox. 45 bucks is not that hard a pill to swallow, but For nearly 60 bucks, uh, I can't see justifying that price.
0: So for comparison, the uh, last year's exclusive with the Draken figure, uh, that was $49.99. But look at all that it came with. It came with the amazing display piece. It came with that mini poster like comic cover, all those extra helmets on a display base. Like there was a lot going on with that figure.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that was definitely a a centerpiece to have in your... In your collection. Yeah, I've I've got it like right over here. Yeah, I've
2: got mine right behind me too. Yeah, it was just and it's also kind of like a premiere character. Now Pudgy Pig is one of the most iconic monsters probably in the sure. series, but is he as iconic as Draken was and also worth ten dollars more? Seems kind of unreal to me.
0: Yeah. So just to be a little fair to Hasbro, someone commented on on our story and they said it could be possible because like the 45 to that fifty-seven ninety-nine it could be like a uk yeah. conversion like they probably put in the uk price by mistake but you would think like double check that
2: stuff right. at least so yeah, it's
0: just a huge difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, I work in kind of products with what I do and work, you know, and I'm sure they have whole teams that look over these things before they do, like before they oh, put yeah. these things out to release because they're putting it out to millions and millions of people. On my small scale, I'm like double checking every single th- price point thing because oh, I don't right, want to have right. to honor a price that I'm, you know, <laughs> that's way under what we're trying to offer for it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a that's a really big flub uh, on their part, honestly. But I can see the. Somebody putting in the euro price, but surely there was somebody in the higher yeah. ups that would check that, you know.
0: You would yeah. think so. Now I'm kind of wondering, like, how would that look if they originally announced the 57.99? Would people just accept it automatically and be like, "Oh my god, Pudge yeah. Pig in a box. Yay!" Or was it like because of this price flip and now people are like, oh,
2: it's an interesting kind of like almost like a psychological thing, you know, it's, it's like that coming in with this price. Right. It's like, oh, OK, well, that's it, you know, but like knowing that up front and being like, oh, yeah, we're I, I know, like you said, I was thinking about getting two it. Sixty dollars. Right. Can you justify almost one hundred and twenty dollars with tax? for two of these figures. But like you said, yeah, that's an interesting thought to, to think that how people would have reacted if that was just the price. But for me personally, I, I think I probably would have been in the same boat of like, I'll pass on that one.
0: And what's really unfortunate, at least for me is that I feel like I've been all in on the lightning collection. Same. And now I'm just so on the fence with this. I'm like, is this really going to be the first one that I completely skip out on? Well, I did skip out on the comic book version of the Pink Ranger. Like, I have no, no interest in that type of deco. I'll
2: pick that up in the GameStop clearance bin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. When yeah. it goes
0: for like five bucks on the website or something for sure.
1: Rip Psycho uh, Blue. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Don't even get me started on him. Like, uh, I got lucky on that sale. I was oh, yeah. like, oh, hey, all these figures are $7. You, get that yep. one, get that one, get that
2: one. Yep, same. <laughs>
1: so uh
0: we're gonna shift gears to comics news boom studios has actually been gracious enough to give us uh both exclusive first looks uh for mighty morphin 10 and power rangers 10 which both go on sale in august so for mighty morphin 10 discover zordon's ties to bandora's palace on the moon the modern home of rita repulsa when an assassin is sent To disrupt the Eltarian's efforts to protect an ancient weapon, Zordon is injured in the process, and his mentor, Zofram, must make a decision that will alter the future of Power Rangers as we know it. And this issue is special because it features the return of artist Dan Mora to Power Rangers. So you can check out all of the preview pages for that first look right on our site, and it goes... On sale Wednesday, August 11th. So this is a a big milestone issue. I think this issue is a complete flashback story. It's not going to deal with uh, any of the Rangers. It's purely uh, from Zordon's point of view.
2: Yeah, this is exciting for me because I, I, you know, I think this is coming at the right time, you know, too. Because, like, if they would have done this issue, like, the first 10 issues of the original run with Kyle... I I think I would have been like, ah, maybe that's a little premature, but like we've gone through the, you know, we've, they've teased a lot of Zordon and his past and all that. And for Ryan and also Dan Moore to get a chance to write a whole book based around Zordon. That's these scans just look so, so good. So I'm really excited about this one.
0: Yeah, it looks amazing. And this is power month coming up. Like this is the whole month long celebration of power Rangers, 29th anniversary And I don't know if that was their secret plan, but to tie it into like a milestone issue, like a 10th issue or whatever. And also it just so happens that the timing is in August. Like the stars
1: aligned on this one for sure. Yeah. I'm looking at these scans too, man, that assassin character looks so cool.
2: Oh yeah. I want all of these covers. (laughs) They all look so good.
0: (laughs) yeah they look amazing and then for power rangers 10 which is a week later on august 18th and the cover for that one kind of spoils like go- for goni montez uh zed we won't get into it but if you've been following the story it's it's interesting to see who zed uh might turn out to be but um This story focuses on Yale, the Omega Rangers alien companion. They embark on a solo mission to protect a group of kids from the terrors of safe Haven guided by the voice of the blue emissary. Yale will travel closer to his destiny, but what does this mean for the Omega Rangers? So uh, if you've been keeping up with the comics in power Rangers, nine, the Omega Rangers kind of left safe Haven and they, they were in a hurry and they left behind Yale. Yale got, picked on by some of these kids and kind of wandered off. And at the end of Power Rangers 9, you see the broken remains of the Blue Emissary from Necessary Evil when Kia killed the Blue Emissary. So I think it's exciting that there's kind of like this spirit of uh, the blue emissary that's kind of connecting with Yale. It's going to be an interesting issue. And speaking of Kia, in the preview, we actually get to see the moment where Kia releases Yale from those uh, dumpsters that the Omega Rangers use. We get a little bit of backstory on on Yale and pretty cool stuff.
2: Yeah, all of this lore that they're just diving into is just so cool. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little middling with the comic the last few issues, but like... Eight, nine, and now ten. I just think some really exciting stuff's about to happen. So I'm looking really forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think we're getting to that part in both arcs where it's like we're we're reaching that like climax and it's just gonna go full speed from here on out
2: yeah it's super awesome this trini cover is rad by the way <laughs> it looks so good
0: oh yeah when i saw that one i was like yeah this is this is pretty nice and that's by uh, uh yijin park yeah um and it reminds me of like the peach momoko that her kind of morphin type of cover so it's a different take on that it's definitely cool so more variants for me to try and
2: Right. Collect. Right. Same. <laughs>
0: yeah. Keeping on the uh, comics, uh, we actually got advanced solicitations for October 2021. Mighty Morphin 12 goes on sale October 6th. The synopses are, are kind of even more spoilery, so I'm not I'm not going to go over them. But then uh, Power Rangers 12 is on sale the week after, on October 13th, and again some more amazing covers. Power Rangers 12 cover has already kind of inflamed the the fan base when I posted that. It was just right. that. <laughs> oh my God, dragon. Oh no. Like his morph form. Like, yeah, he's been in the comics. Like it's, it's
2: okay guys. Just it's, everybody calm down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, a hundred percent, like a lot of these covers, uh, the main cover usually is never an event that happens in the book or it's like, a perspective that like takes things out of context just to be like whoa what's happening and uh the example of that is like in in issue nine for power rangers y- you had you know jason like shoving draken off the edge of safe haven never happened in the issue that's just what main right. covers do it's
2: yeah. like- <laughs> just a tease yeah yeah we, it's, yeah. It's just a tease. yeah right it looks cool though those covers definitely look cool
0: Yeah, absolutely. So big thanks to Boom Studios for those exclusive first looks, and hopefully we get some more of those in the future. Any other news that you guys wanted to discuss before we launch straight into Dino Fury?
2: Yeah, no other news. I, I just wanted to go back to Pudgy Pig for a second. I don't want to be too too down on Hasbro. That figure looks great. If it hits somebody in the wallet the right way, that's awesome. And I'm glad they're putting it out. Uh, for me personally, it's just not. I don't, I don't want to be too down on them because they are giving us a lot of deep cuts and stuff in the series. So definitely really appreciative for what they're doing out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to be clear on that as well, from what I heard just from, I think, John Warden tweeting about it and others like there was a lot in the team. Like this was a vision. Like there was a vision of pudgy pig as an exclusive with the lunchbox thematically. I think it's great. I think just the price point is a little off and yeah, we've been noticing some price increases on lightning figures as well. Like if you haven't pre-ordered some of them, A lot of the prices are going up on Hasbro Pulse by like a couple of bucks. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the state of the world right now. That's because of the pandemic. There are major supply and manufacturing shortages across the board. Uh, the industry I work in has been suffering from this. Same. It's it's a global issue. It's unfortunate that that's the way it is. But also from a collector's point of view, I have so much tied in pre-orders right now. And I yeah. just feel like we're going to hit a wave coming up. And I dread the day <laughs> if like I have a $500 charge on <laughs> of just straight lightning collection.
1: It's be oh, yeah. really bad.
2: Power month is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm excited for it though.
1: <laughs> I think too, like, I don't know about your guys' local stores, but my stores, the shelves are barren. Oh,
0: it's it's terrible.
1: Yeah. There is no product anywhere. So, like, while my wallet appreciates that right now, I know there's going to be a day coming soon where I walk into those stores and literally every peg is full and I'm just sitting there like, "Uh uh-oh. To sell an organ, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's the state of the toys is just really hard to deal with right now. It's it's just sad. It's
1: super. sad. Well, you think about yeah. when we
2: were kids going into the store and just seeing all, oh every God. toy we wanted there, you know. And now my kids, they enjoy going, but it's the same thing all the time, you know. And it's yep. just, yeah. and it's like, oh, there's four Power Rangers toys, and my five year old, he's really hard into Power Rangers right now. Like that's nice. His favorite show, he loves Dino Fury, like the whole thing, and. My Walmart just got the first wave of the Dino Fury figures that are out. Like just they got it
0: just got the
1: first wave.
2: Yeah, or they just wow, put them out or Walmart. something. And it was only Blue Rangers, too. So like I don't even know. Your
1: Walmart got the figures? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. My Walmart has Jack and Squat. Uh I went in there, I don't know, like a week ago, and literally there was no uh. Power Rangers anything on the shelf, no Dino Fury no lightning collection, nothing. Yeah.
0: It's been hit or miss
1: in my area.
0: I'm in the burbs and, you know, you can go five miles and yeah. there's a Walmart like everywhere. So, you know, I, I'll hit up the local Walmarts, occasionally the local targets. Yeah. And it's just hit or miss across the board. Like the one Walmart has like a backstock of beast, Warfers figures and mixed in with some dino fury. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what the breakdown was on that Dino Fury blue figure, but it's insane. There's way more of him yeah. than there needs to be.
2: And it's, mess- it's the only one that's like really messed up too. <laughs>
0: right. Which is totally unfortunate. Yeah. And um, it's the state of everything like supply lines, all of that stuff. Yeah. It's unfortunate one Walmart half the toy aisle is just empty or like three fourths of the toy Mm -hmm. aisle. And it's not just Power Rangers. It's, it's everything. It's every line, not going to lie. It's a little bit depressing. And if Toys R Us didn't go down like two or three years ago, they would have definitely gone down because of COVID. Like that was just a matter of time with Toys R Us. But it, it makes me nostalgic for those days. I could walk into any store and be like, I'm in right. Power Ranger Land, and like, <laughs> yay! There was no shortages. There was no you could get plenty of everything that you wanted, and now oh, yes. it's like ninety percent is online for me.
2: Yeah, try finding a zord anywhere. A zord, like when we had when we were kids, the zords oh were everywhere. That was like the first yeah. toy they put out a lot. So it's it's sad. I did, however, the other day. Um, there's this discount store called Ollies in my area. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard of them before, but I found the. Uh, beast morphers the beast king like the yellow one the yellow morpher for five bucks there so i i picked oh that wow up. yeah i picked two of those up for my kids <laughs> they were exciting nice. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so, that was cool <laughs> i'm always Family picking house. up the props when i see them
0: <laughs> that's always a good one man i know this the, the whole toy situation but that's what's worrying me about the lightning collection, I've got so many pre-orders that I'm keeping track of. And you know, like the red Ranger Sentry that I ordered two from target. And every other week I'm getting charged from target 60 bucks. Like, yeah. just release
1: it already
2: yeah yeah. that's a hard system I would almost rather just order from Hasbro Pulse than pre-order from Target like just I the Sentry I ordered from Hasbro Pulse I know I'm probably I'll probably get it like two months later than everybody else but I like just those charges coming in all the time is just so frustrating
0: <laughs> well I, I did pre-order one at Hasbro Pulse oh yeah uh, but I also got two at Target because I wanted to army build yeah that's there. cool Yeah, I, I just wanted a Drakens Surrounded yeah. by like the Red Ranger sentries. I just think that'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, I've said this before with that particular figure. I think they really missed the mark by not putting a skull head in there from the comics.
1: right yeah Yeah, i think that would
2: have been awesome maybe they'll release that as a separate thing
0: (laughs) yeah it would it would be cool if they did like a a variant of that just for just for skull like ranger century skull yeah i think that'd be neat
2: that'd be awesome and
0: you know maybe some extra deco or you know separate him as like a commander or whatever he was maybe take a little bit of liberty and just change something on it
2: yeah for sure
0: well, let's not think about our future wallets any more than, uh, than yeah. we're dreading. <laughs>
2: Sorry about the tangents.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. it's great. It's great. Pardon us while we mourn Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every day. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yep. Power Rangers Dino Fury. So we have been doing the episode reviews in three episode chunks. And it just so happens that Netflix released Three new episodes last month in June, which feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to review those Netflix episode. It's on Netflix right now. We still don't know when Dino Fury is coming back to Nickelodeon if they're coming back to Nickelodeon. Episode 12, which hasn't been released yet, was teased during Paramorphicon. We we talked about that on a previous episode. There is a, a clip floating out there for episode 12. But coming soon has been like, a month and a week it's been like five weeks so
2: oh yeah. <laughs> you know it's coming out uh, august 1st like right after we record this it's gonna drop <laughs>
0: oh sure yeah that's probably what kicks off power month it's like hey more netflix episodes right. and we're like ah, dang you look like yeah. idiots but no we're we're here to talk about episode 9 cut off episode 10 phoning home and episode 11 mick scary Manor. So. Starting with episode nine cutoff, it's the ninth episode of Dino Fury featuring the debut of the Dino Fury Megazord Fortress Formation and the Flare Dino Key. This released on June 15th. All of these episodes released on June 15th. Uh, This was run by Becca Barnes, Dale, Guy Langford. And Maya Thompson, directed by Charlie Haskell. The Ranger teens go camping, and Ollie is teased for bringing all his tech gadgets along. But when the teens get in trouble, his savvy use of tech might be their only hope. I thought this was fun.
1: Yeah, I definitely related to Ollie in this episode because I'm very much a like city person so like if i'm going camping i want to i want to go glamping i want like the heated tent, the, the power generator to run my tv and my playstation like i want all the tech to make camping as comfortable as possible
2: yeah i want to go camping with you <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny my favorite part of this episode was not related to ollie at all even though i really do like his character mm-hmm. was the Izzy and Javi's battle with Void Knight. Yeah.
1: That was just such
2: a cool... I I watched that a couple days ago with my Mm five-year-old, and we both, during that fight, were like oh, man, this is awesome. Like, this is just just the choreography of that fight and how it all went down and the sound effects and everything. It just that was just such like a nice visual.
1: What
0: I really appreciated just like continuity wise and and kind of a a point of uh, dialogue in the actual episode is when Zato and Javi and Izzy first confront Void Knight and zato's like oh yeah that's right this is the first time that you guys are finding out about him it was just such a like nice nice moment with them because it kept that continuity going and and you're like dang like nine episodes in and that's right they haven't battled him yet so i I thought that was a a great one i loved the monster in this episode uh rustafa (laughs) <laughs> so hilarious and the whole chicken crossing the road like that's what that joke is for humans or whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah, <I> just- <laughs> it's so funny yeah no, uh, i i was thinking the same thing that that uh monster it was just it was made so well it, like you said it was just a funny point in the show and that's one i'll remember from this season for sure not as iconic as pudgy pig obviously but kind of like some of the zeo monsters <laughs> and things like that i'll definitely remember that one from this season
0: Yeah. And the message of this episode, so you kind of had this, this point of contention where Ollie really wanted to just make his invention. He wanted to take down this balloon, which was the cause of all of them being cut off from their morphers. And, and the other Rangers just kind of go off and they're like, yeah, you can do whatever, but it'll be better if we just keep walking. And then they get lost. They go in a complete circle. And they end up back right where they started. Oh no, I kind of thought they were jerks a little bit. <laughs> just, just like, give them a chance and just help them out. I mean, right. yeah. you know, it worked in the end. But it was kind of like this forced conflict that I don't know that needed to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where I think they were just trying to drive home a point so largely they made the other rangers look just mean in a way you know that, mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of thing and then like you said it, it all comes around back at the end and they have a good laugh and all that stuff but i definitely am in, really enjoying these ranger focused episodes though before we get into some of the big stuff they're really building out like you guys have talked about in previous episodes They're right. really building out the story and the caricatures of the character like i don't think in beast morphers or ninja steel we ever got a this much of a focused episode for like a character where it's like wow we really know a lot more about him than we did even before
0: yeah especially with zoe i think she got such shortchanged in beast morphers you know being the only female ranger of the team whereas that's a complete opposite with dino fury even though like amelia and and izzy They're getting so much focus. They literally had like two episodes each that really focused on them. And I'll keep saying that that first episode, that was more of an Amelia, more Amelia and Ollie. But I mean, she really brought it in the first episode and she gets another focus episode that, that we'll talk about with McScary Manor. But yeah, that's something that we've talked about where I was surprised at this point, these episodes did not have the gold Ranger.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah.
0: And now I'm just like, I have no idea because it seems like they're breaking the mold a little bit, storytelling wise. And I like it in a way because it seems like up to this point with. 11 episodes, every character has at least got a focus episode or two focus episodes. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that because we're focusing on these characters yeah, and we're getting to know them before the sixth ranger kind of takes the focus away from them.
2: Yeah, right. And even the villain like Void Knight, he's probably my favorite villain in a long time for this series, just Mm -hmm. because he's such a conflicted person. All in all, a lot of his drive is for his wife or whoever's in the tube that we got left in episode eight with that tease. But like we, you guys have talked about before, he's scared of the sporks as well. Like he's it's kind of he's just got such a conflict going on with him and character building. And I, I think that's just really awesome to see for the villains in this show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What was unique about the Zord fight this time? I was really impressed because, again, I didn't watch Rue Soldier. But I was really impressed by the fortress formation. And I got such a nostalgic trip because it reminded me of tank mode for the original Mighty Morphin Zord. It felt like such a callback to that.
2: Yeah, I felt the same exact way about it. It, it was, uh, yeah. that whole thing was such a spectacle, too. It was just so awesome to look at.
0: And I I hope the the actual toy, whenever that comes, the actual deluxe Zord, like, come on, Hasbro. Like, let's get a transforming Zord here.
2: Yes, give us Fortress Mode, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I hope it can combine and and can do that. That'd be amazing. But yeah, what you were saying before, like the focus on Izzy and Javi with, with their fight and their conflict with Void Knight. They got to debut a couple keys. Yeah, everything about the choreography, the fight, you know, the mix between the Sentai footage and American footage was really excellent. That was a good one.
2: It was a good episode all all the way around. I, I felt it didn't really lack very much, in my opinion.
0: Just some notes for this. This episode is the first time that a Sporex is collected before it can hatch. Again, this is the first episode to be made available on Netflix prior to it being aired on television, which now we're really entering an era of streaming for Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. I just wish we knew like a more consistent schedule or what's going on. I think the next six months are going to be interesting in terms of transitioning from nickelodeon to netflix
2: yeah do we know if they're completely if they're going to air these on nickelodeon is that going to be a thing or
0: i would assume and i'm i'm just speculating i'm assuming that this nick contract goes to the end of the year okay and they at least finish out the first season
2: yeah I hope we get episode 12 before these all have to air on Nickelodeon cuz every time I watch the show it leaves me wanting more and I'm just really glad they're making that move to a streaming platform to where I could and also like you can watch it in super high def like watching it on Netflix oh my God. is a different experience than watching it on Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, there's no little Nickelodeon thing in the bar and I've noticed editing wise usually when you come back from those commercial breaks they repeat the last line yeah. from right before. And with this one, they didn't do that. It was almost like a continuation. Like they said, a slightly different line, Yeah, but you could stitch that together and it, it was fine. Like I want this show on Netflix and you're right. The HD, they film it in HD. So to get these on a big TV and it's just like, man, the colors pop, the special effects pop. Like it's just such a bright, vibrant, good looking show. Yeah. And Power Rangers has been good looking all the way since Samurai. Like, you know, say what you will about the quality of the Samurai season, but that Blu-ray set for Super Samurai is amazing quality. And that kind of bums me out. I know we're getting into the streaming era, but we still don't have like a complete season for Beast Morphers on physical media. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll ever get that.
2: Yeah, I'm a digital media guy, but I like to own the digital media. So I have everything. I'm an Apple guy. So I keep everything mm-hmm. on my iTunes library. And you have that. You have rights to that forever. Like they can never right. take that away from you. Even if the service closes, there's still going to be a way to get those files from mm-hmm. that. So like it's it's kind of, it's not as good as owning physical media, obviously for the collector point of view. But it is a bummer to me that we don't have a, even a full digital season of Beast Morphers at all that we can buy.
0: Oh, really? There's no. not even, full digital
2: super ninja steel was the last one they put out yeah
0: wow wow yeah. okay well i guess they're really phoning it home because that's our-
2: <laughs> better live on netflix forever that's wow. all i'm saying
0: <laughs> so phoning home is the 10th episode of dino fury marking the first appearance of Slyther and the slick dino key again june 15th on netflix written by the four same people from the last one directed again by charlie haskell an alien from Zeto's home planet arrives at dino hinge claiming to be able to destroy sporex and the ranger teams welcome her with open arms but so on things the offer is too good to be true so kind of ranking these before we're even talking about uh, McScary Manor, I think this is slightly below McScary Manor because I, I like McScary Manor for what it did for Amelia, but for mm-hmm. this episode, what it did just for the ongoing story of Dino Fury
2: yeah for sure. Like you said, the ongoing uh story, and then just Solon, you know, we got a little more bit more of yep. of Solon in this episode, and it was almost like a Solon focus because of how weary she was of everything that was happening um, with this uh, visitor.
0: With Slither, this is their newest robot general, essentially. So pretty much cut from the same cloth as as Boom Tower. Void Knight is using the Sporex again to plant the Sporex inside uh, Slither, and of course, uh, Slither is voiced by Campbell Cooley. He makes his uh, return once again. In addition to Being one of the main voice coaches for the loop group this season, he's also coming back with a new character. And I always like the energy that Campbell brings to his roles. And Slither is just another, I think, great addition to the roles that he's already portrayed.
2: Oh yeah, this is up there. He's just a great follow anyway and just seems like a really nice guy. So it's awesome to always see him in the series Mm -hmm. making appearances.
0: But the huge part of this episode was Slyther's shape-shifting abilities and taking on the form of uh, another Rafconian. The actress who did that was phenomenal. So the actress for Arya was Sarah Wiseman and she did such a... I think an amazing job with portraying this character.
2: Yeah. I think her name was Arla actually. I'm oh, at Arla. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Arla.
2: Sorry. My eyes are wigging out on me too. <laughs>
0: Mine too. <laughs> yeah. Arla was a great character.
2: Yeah, for sure. I appreciated the, uh, it, I just think everybody's given it. their all when they're acting in the show, which is something we haven't really seen before. It's even mm-hmm. these side characters, you know, and how, like she was really trying to portray the Rafconian, the, what we know about Zato's homeworld, you know, that kind of thing. I, I just, I thought it was great.
0: One of the things I liked and how sneaky they were with this plan was when she meets the Rangers and does like the handshake. I've read you because I, yeah. I have the Rafconian and just using what they already know about the Rangers. It's, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty clever. Oh,
2: yeah. That was funny, too. It was just like, you know, looking back on it after that, you're like, oh, yeah, they already knew this stuff. And they're like, wow, she's really knows, knows us because she's really Rafconian and had Zato convinced. And just the fact that Zolan was just like, no, from the very beginning, you was like, no, right. this is not this is not a thing. Like, I've been around a lot longer than you people. And I know <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a great character moment for Solon. she's kind of like the canary in the coal mine like no this is a mistake don't do it we can't completely trust her like why are you giving her complete access to the base we don't even know her and i think that shows just how desperate zato is to make a connection back to his home yeah. world
1: yeah for sure
0: And I'm wondering how that's going to play out when the Gold Ranger arrives, because I would think that Zato would know that that's his teammate, because I would assume that he's the same one. And again, we don't know any of the story, but you know, it would kind of be nice to see if if Zato almost distrusts him. Like, wait,
1: are you really the Gold Ranger? I was just thinking the same thing. Like, it'd be cool if they had friction. Yeah, and maybe you know, like they were distrusting at first, and it led to some even a fight scene. Oh, or two that would, would be really be cool. Awesome. Yeah,
0: we keep bringing up the Gold Ranger, but <laughs> I just I love the design of that suit. It looks. Incredible, and I'm a sucker for that blue and that gold and that dark blue combination. There's something about yeah. that combination where yeah, we've gotten we've gotten plenty of six rangers with that combination, but it just works.
1: It's a good color combo.
2: It's just yeah. so sleek, it's just it's awesome.
0: I've seen some like Rue Soldier type pictures. The armor that is coming in this show. Is gonna be insane. Like mm-hmm. like the future armor that's gonna be unlocked. If no one's looked up the Soldier armors, gold gets some freaking wild looking power. Oh
2: really? Oh man. Yeah. I, I'm not I don't I'm not very familiar with Sentai in general, but man, getting into the next episode, we'll get into it. But that armor on pink just looks so awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very incredible. But I thought it was funny because When we had those preview pictures ages ago for Dino Fury when they leaked on the main site, and there's that like really cute picture of like the alien dog and Zato, and now we finally know that it comes from this episode, right? Yeah, (laughs) and I just think that was so hilarious is that that's what Solon used her mistake for she was thinking she was making some great uh Rafconian uh cuisine and it's just dog food. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And, you know, this, the message in this episode translated to my five year old in the way of just not being so trusting and letting anybody you know Mm -hmm. in the door and all that kind of thing. It was really a a lot of these episodes have been great teaching moments as Power Rangers just has been for many years and stuff like that. But, like, the message here for the kids was like, hey, don't just trust everybody you see, especially in the world we live in today. And, like, we had a conversation after this episode that, That message translated to him just watching the episode like, oh, so maybe when somebody comes to my front door, I don't just like open it up and let them in like whoever it is, you know, and Mm -hmm. I I just thought that was really good. And I just think they're doing those type of things throughout this series in such a fun way.
0: That's something I kind of want to dig into a little bit before, you know, we continue talking about these two episodes Obviously, Mason, you have a kid that loves Power Rangers and is in that target demographic. W- what has just been the the experience with maybe Beast Morphers and, and Dino Fury with your children?
2: It's been so fun. I mean, like, I think uh, Beast Morphers wasn't like it was definitely a step up from Ninja ninja steel but it wasn't like dino thunder or something like that mm-hmm. for me but i think just the fact of sitting every week and watching with them and enjoying these shows and then especially like jason coming back because he was watching a lot of the mighty morphin mighty morphin's his favorite is yeah. yeah as all of us you know or, or right. <laughs> a lot of us growing up and you know all that but jason coming back and beast morphers and just the whole thing and Uh, You know, he loves Dino Charge. He loves those characters and things like that. So, like, it's really translated well for him to, like, really grow as a fan for these last two seasons, especially. uh, And, and he's even picked up on like, yeah, I, I like dimensions and danger, but I didn't really like Ninja steel, you know? So he's watched a yeah. lot of those episodes and he's like, yeah, he's like daddy, but beast morphers is just so much better. And then we, st- he's been excited about dino fury since I showed him the trailer the day it came out, you know, last year. <laughs> and so like we, ev- like that was the nice thing about Nickelodeon is that was our ritual on Saturday mornings. Like yeah. it kind of brought me back as a kid too. Like, like we would just get up and we would watch the episode. Dino Fury together and then you know and they would both my five and two-year-old boys they would be just so excited and that was, and it's just been such a nice experience to like experience that with them that I experienced as a kid kind of bringing it back a little bit so yeah
0: now when, when Mick came back was was your kid excited about that was he like wait I know that guy Yeah, he was
2: like that's that's is this Ninja Steel did we turn on Ninja Steel I was like no it's Mick <laughs> it's Mick and, and he's like Oh, okay and like literally that episode I mean for is a fan for 25 years of this show for them yeah. to like explain that in the Morphin Masters a little bit like it brought me to like almost tears like I was a little bit emotional about it and he just thought that was so cool like that anytime Time you get a cameo in any of these shows and that's why sure. beast morphers was so cool to him because it was so cameo heavy and ranger heavy and they did a lot of that obviously with covid mm-hmm. we probably won't see much of that with uh dino fury but yeah that was super cool to him he was i just had to explain like no we're not watching ninja steel we're watching dino fury
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously i wasn't a huge fan of ninja steel but it's those moments that they've been building the last four or five years Where for the kids, it kind of feels like that Zio moment that we grew up in. It feels like the world's just becoming a little bit more connected.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like the world building they're doing and just feeling like the connected universe and stuff like that you were talking about with Zio. It's definitely super fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the Gold Ranger, you know, the Gold Ranger and Zeo is from a different planet. Everybody loves the Gold Zeo Ranger. So I'm hoping that the Gold uh, <laughs> Dino Fury Ranger lives up to that as well. And I'm sure it will. It's just uh, yeah. and just like just kind of the social stuff they're they're doing there with the Gold Ranger and all that kind of stuff to is is awesome. So looking forward to when he's coming for sure. Uh,
0: so one of the moments in this episode was because Solon was out of commission, Zato had to. Summon the Zords with a password, and he's just like, Zato is cool. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. (laughs) Overall, I really enjoyed the Zord fight with Slyther.
2: Yeah, I did too. The Zato is cool. Side note on that, my even my five year old thought that was lame, so (laughs) he was just like, Zato, why he's like, Daddy, why would he make his password Zato is cool? Isn't that like easy? (laughs) <laughs> it should just be a random string of letters. Right. And right. Isn't that what it normally is?
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Hashtag at sign. Right. At it, it, should be the, it should
1: be the Star Trek, the Star Trek self-destruct sequence. <laughs> 1A, 2B, 3C.
0: But yeah, overall, you know, I think you're right. This is more of a Zato, but also Solon focus episode. And I think out of the three it's up there for me. Like this, this is definitely a, a very enjoyable episode and really glad to see the return of Campbell Cooley to this show.
2: Yeah. And like you said, it's really feels like it's world building here with the next time a Rafconian shows up, like you mentioned there, mm-hmm. Zach, you know, so I, I, I appreciate episodes like this for sure. You yeah. know,
0: that he's sending out another signal. It, it kind of continues that storyline and, it's just interesting to see how isn't the gold ranger isn't that ion
1: Ion, yeah yeah Yeah. ion
0: Uh, again kind of a names because we got arla ion i don't know if that's a thing zato like maybe like a to z who knows yeah (laughs) um i'm just like thinking spitballing but depending on on his backstory because it could go one of two ways either he's also in like suspended animation for 65 million years, like Zato or he is the new gold Knight from Rafcon. So he's either, he's either contemporary Rafconian or he's literally Zato's teammate from the past. And I think both would be interesting, but I'm actually wondering if maybe somehow the powers, like if, they do get the signal out to a Rafconian and they send in the gold knight. Like, I wonder like if they all fell during on earth, there's just so many story possibilities. Like either the gold Ranger left earth 65 million years ago when Zedo was defeated or he's reinforcements. I, I I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a really interesting thing because it's like, is Ion real time a member from Rafka or a person from RAFCON? Or like you said, is does Zato know him from long time ago? But I think it would almost be cool to if he was like from the planet now in, in yeah. now time, just because he, like he probably knows of Zeto. And then if we get some of that backstory of like his legacy through the years of Rafcon of what that is or whatnot, maybe I'm asking a little bit too much here, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I think it'd be cool. I I'm leaning towards like, I hope it's that rather than just right. his buddy from the past, you know?
0: I, I'm kind of on the same way because, you know, a gold Ranger that's Dino from the past. That's right. so Dino charged. Right. Like And, you know, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that that's something that maybe Simon Bennett has considered and, you know, maybe leaning into that expectation, but then subverting our expectation because we still don't know yeah. why the Nexus prism went into the water and then came out. Right. There's like all these like dangling plot threads that are happening.
2: Yeah. I feel like they're just like Easter eggs in a lot of ways too. So like I, yeah, Simon Bennett, I feel like he's been very intentional with this series and how Mm -hmm. he's, he's put it together. So I don't, you know, I don't think it's, I think we'll get our answers for sure. Oh yeah. By the end of it all. So. Absolutely. Yep. I don't think we're going to have to wait 25 years to get an answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> like the more <morphine> fantastic. <laughs> no, we won't. Um,
0: <laughs> so I guess the Megazord fight footage was obviously the, the Megazord fight footage. That's all Sentai based. But um, the ending blast that the Megazord uses to destroy Slither's disguise as Rustafa did not happen in the original footage of ruse soldier because that monster kind of went off and and fought again because they use that footage of him and cut off getting destroyed so they totally repurpose that footage of that monster from the sentai to give us an additional fight and having sliders shape-changing abilities even go into monster form which i think is a clever use of the sentai footage to again repurpose. For the story you're trying to tell, rather than you know chasing what the Sentai did.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that's really cool that they used it that way.
0: Here's another thing I forgot to mention: this there was some Levi Weston that was playing. Speaking of Ninja Steel.
2: Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) On
0: on the radio, yeah. Uh, they, They mentioned there was like, oh, I. I didn't know you were a fan of Levi Weston and, you know, talking to so on. Oh,
2: okay. I'm not a very familiar with Ninja Steel, so I didn't get that. But that is hilarious. I do like that. Yeah, so he
0: was the the gold ranger from from Ninja Steel, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. (laughs) There's another brief reference there.
2: Yeah. No, I like it. I like all the, the mentions and stuff. It's cool.
0: Let's get into episode 11, which I think was a super strong episode for Amelia. This was Mixed Scary Manor, the 11th episode of Power Rangers Dino Fury, featuring the debut appearance of the Blazing Dino Key and Blazing Battle Armor. Also the debut of the Demetro Blazing Zord and the T-Rex Blazing Megazord. This episode was written by Becca Barnes, Allendale, and Johnny Hartman, and again, directed by Charlie Haskell. Power Rangers likes to do these blocks of directors, so this Netflix block uh, was all directed by Charlie Haskell. Amelia investigates a haunted house against Pop-Pop's wishes. When the ghost puts Amelia in jeopardy, she discovers the reason for her grandfather's overprotective attitude. This episode was hot. I mean, uh, just like the with the fire and 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 the blazing Dino Key and all that. But no, I I really enjoyed this one. This one was, I think, a great way to to go out on this block of episodes. Super strong focus for Amelia.
1: Yeah, this one was definitely, I think, my favorite of the three. Getting that focus for Amelia, learning a little bit more about her backstory, and then not only that, but having her be the first Ranger to debut the power of battleizer That was awesome.
2: Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, everything about that. I mean, there's so much more of this to come, isn't there?
1: Oh yeah.
0: So here's kind of like an interesting note. So Amelia becomes a first Ranger other than Zato to use the mega fury saber. That's one, but she uses the blazing battle armor before anyone else a power-up that her Sentai counterpart never used. So that was all original.
2: Oh, wow. That makes it even better. That is epic. Yeah, that whole scene with her and just taking charge and just her character has just been so awesome. And then you can tell that the actress, um, Hunter Dino, she's just put so much into that role as well, too, which is just so exciting to see. And she's just super nice, just in general person. So, That episode, like you said, that was my favorite of the three just because of how just epic visually it was, you know, with her and um, using the battleizer and all that.
0: That's one of the great things about this episode, but I thought Pop-Pop was going to be kind of this one-off character that we saw. And now we're finding out that he has such a bigger role to play in this. And I kind of got a hint of that when Simon posted kind of that huge cast and crew shot. And Pop-Pop's actor was there so i think we have a a lot more of of pop pop to see which is great because i like seeing the inclusion of you know rangers families into this
2: stuff yeah in the moments they were able to have in this episode together and just, it felt authentic, you know, and how, you know, you found a little bit more about Amelia's backstory with her parents and how he raised her as his daughter, you know, his granddaughter, but you know, like basically his daughter and just how close they really are and how much they care for each other in the end and are able to work out their difference.
0: There's kind of been some, I guess, talk in, in the fandom because of her parents mysteriously disappearing and all of that. A lot of people were kind of speculating that maybe her parents are Void Knight and the woman that's oh. in the thing. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I came to that conclusion when I was like, hmm, "That might get know, into maybe. some Marvel fan
2: theory stuff that we've been seeing a lot." But uh, but if that is true, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it for sure.
0: It makes sense with her character and why it explains why she's so involved in the supernatural because essentially she just wants to find out what happened to her parents and that's huge because it provides such a context for who she is as a character why she's worked so hard to get where she is and pop-pop can be a little eccentric to say the least but you know, we see that she's also a little bit eccentric with what she believes and and what she's passionate about. But I think that's good because this episode informs so much and solidified so much of what we've been learning about Amelia through this whole 11 episodes.
2: For sure. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with that. And man, if they do continue to explore this story through the series too, and How awesome would it be to see Amelia reunited with her parents in some way Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that kind of have a resolve to it. And it seems like that's really kind of what they're building up by giving her so many spotlights in these episodes and, you know, really diving into her past and stuff, too. So that's really cool. I also just really loved the Zord in this episode.
1: Oh, they unlock- man.
0: Now yeah. I'm waiting for Hasbro to, you yeah. know, release that one because, holy yeah. cow, anything like Demetrodon, I think I think that's such a cool dinosaur. And uh, just the design of this with using the spikes with that flame motif. And it's an orange Zord. So, you know, you kind of got orange Ranger type vibes. Yeah. But- but the armor for not only for the ranger but the T-Rex the blazing megazord that just looks freaking oh, yeah. incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It just oh man. Yeah. The The red and the yeah. orange,
0: it works so yeah. well. It's got those two big cannons. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah,
2: when the key goes into the the head of the megazord, it's just oh so good. I really, really hope Hasbro gives us all these megazords because this is just oh man. And the way that she just takes the lead too in the episode two and the guys are just like sitting down and and yeah, it's just it was just such a cool spectacle and everything.
0: I also really liked the monster in this episode with Tombstress, who, when I was watching this episode, I'm like, God, she sounds a lot like Jane. And sure enough, oh, okay. she voiced Ki- Kira uh, Josephson, voiced Tombstress in this episode.
2: I think I picked up on that too. Yeah, no, because I remember, yeah, it's been a bit since I've seen this episode, but I, I, I remember like, imd being her to see if that was the same thing yeah so yeah no that's cool yeah
0: and i think this is a very unique monster it's not often that we get you know uh like a a, a female type monster yeah and you know when they do lean into that you know they really lean into that yeah her powers were just hilarious though with like the different emotions and Zeto's just like yeah whatever just to see Javi completely wig out, like, oh, uh, I'm so emotional. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> so funny.
1: Javi in this episode after getting hit with a monster attack is me after a couple of drinks of Jameson. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> the, the design on of this monster, like half mummy, half like um pyramid sphinx, like with the eyeball in the middle. It was just yeah. such a cool design.
0: Mm-hmm. it's an amazing design and i liked how i mean they kept making fun of the monster too when when they were battling like you know tying up the pointy head <laughs> yeah. and, and all that so just a really fun episode for this but my god to have the pink ranger get the power up and it ties in that i really feel that in addition to Zato, Amelia is really going to be the standout character in the yeah. series because she was our introductory character in the first episode. And she's been such a strong focus, even in not her focus episodes. She's, yeah. she's had like an important role for, for each one. And so for her to get the first power up of the season, like the first major power up with its own Zord was just amazing to see. And that, that armor is incredible. It, yeah. It's such a slick design.
2: Yeah. And just the, like the like you said, the strength they give her is a female Ranger. You know, for years we've just seen, we've seen Kimberly, how she just t- chased Tommy around through the, the whole series basically. And she had her, her moments and stuff too, but it just seems like mm-hmm. every episode, Amelia's having a big role and all I'm saying is Hasbro put this with the battle this character with the battleizer in the lunchbox and I'll pay 120 for it. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, no, that's such a cool thing. And I really, really hope we get a, some Dino Fury lightning collection soon. Oh my God. Yeah. I,
0: I would love that. And there's so much possibility like with the different armors, that's yeah. what's going to crush my wallet. If they're oh, just like, sh-
1: or just, how cool it like a $60 like, set of all the armor oh, yeah. just to add
0: on.
2: Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, just like
0: swap their arms or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. make that a, a function, a build. Oh,
2: yeah, that's true. Because you could technically put the armor on, like, every character, too, which would yeah. be, that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Just give me a pack of,
1: like, know. 30 of the armor arms and just <laughs> call that 60 bucks. And...
0: So, overall, I think this was a very strong offering for Dino Fury. It was definitely worth the wait. I'm glad we didn't have to wait a whole summer for this, but I don't know how long we're going to have
1: to wait Yeah,
2: more. We want
1: more. Hasbro, please.
2: I just have a feeling it's coming soon. You know, like, I I honestly, like, I don't don't think it'll be the first, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did drop this next episode just on us to be like, happy Power Month. Here it is. You know, here's an episode, you know, like, I just feel like they've been building this next month up enough for us uh not to give us some kind of part right. of the show you know
0: right and you know we're releasing this on 31st the last day of the month literally power month is tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day of release and they've promised every week we're going to have a major announcement which is going to be crazy for our site and our podcast You know, we'll try to cover as much of it as as possible. But going back to these three episodes, anything else you guys want to comment on these or any particular moments you would want to highlight?
1: I mean, I'm just going to say that, you know, the quality of this show has been just fantastic. And, and, you know, I thought that the move to streaming where binging it was going to be somehow a lesser experience, those fears were unwarranted. And yeah. watching three episodes in a row just made me realize that, like, oh man, yeah, I want more already. Like, where's the, <laughs> let's, let's go, let's get the rest of the series on here. I
0: want to watch it all. It was great because I watched these the the day that they came out. I, I happened to be off work that day, and yeah, three episodes of, of Dino Fury in a row. It, it was a fun binge. It it was just a fun three episodes.
2: Yeah. I would uh, personally, I would really like them to release maybe a couple at a time for us, not just give us the whole season yeah. coming up just cause like, you know, once a week even, like Disney does it with their shows, you know, Disney Plus and mm-hmm. things like that. I would be so cool with that because just like I said earlier, I like the experience of watching it weekly. It uh, gives me something to look forward to and watching it on Netflix too, getting the full experience, like the the audio quality, the HD quality. Like my wife, like whenever Power Rangers is on, she like goes in the rooms and shuts the door because I've got that thing cranked in the, in the <laughs> house, you know, because I'm like, I, we're just all in and it just the The visuals and the audio has just been so stunning for this season, especially to me. Um, just you know, oh god, the
0: the music. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't even touched on on the music for these episodes, but I've noticed so many of those like those hints of the ongoing themes, and yeah. every episode is is orchestrated with its own jingle, with its own mood, with its own mm-hmm. theme incorporating also the Dino Fury, like the main themes and like the main Power Rangers type orchestra stuff. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, Bert Salen is doing an amazing job uh, scoring this whole series.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. And I got to say this is, I mean, Mighty Morphin is just so iconic with the morph. Sure. But this is my favorite morph of most of the series like uh, honestly just the way it happens and like we said the score in that it's like almost like a tron type feel you know like yeah the way it comes down and the bass yeah. drops i'm like i get chills when the bass drops during that morph sequence because it's just so good and the way it like the slow morph the build up to it too it's just it's just awesome. Like I'm just so glad. Yeah.
0: The synthesizers and having that eerie feel to it. Yeah. But also, it 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 just it pumps up so much because right. yeah, you're right. When that bass drops, and it's like, Pew, Ooh, doo, yeah. And you're like,
2: oh morph. Oh yeah, I show that synth vibe, man. That whole synth
1: vibe. Just can I get a soundtrack OST album release, please, 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 please?
0: I really hope they release it uh digitally but thankfully PR unreleased on uh YouTube is extracting yeah. the music for this and God bless him because yeah. holy Doing cow, he's, work yeah yeah exactly he's uh really cranking out those uh nice track so yeah
2: and i love the opening sequence of this show now like at first i like everybody was it kind of felt like oh we'll see you know like but like i never fast forward through the opening sequence of this show too i just (laughs) love it so much i get it stuck in my head all the time (laughs) because i watch it just so much with the kids and stuff
0: that's awesome yeah well we actually have some ranger nation answers Uh, from our listeners so first up on facebook we've got midwest tokusatsu i'm all caught up the episodes are kind of meh uh still feeling the neo saban vibes
1: Uh, (laughs) next we got jordan horner who says it's been good i wish they would come back a bit more hot with the story but the episodes weren't bad and you get to see the team gel a bit
2: Robbie Eleanor says, I've watched up to Mix return, and it's pretty good. Me and my girlfriend have been watching together, and the only real downside for either of us is the Pink Ranger, both of our worst characters, but enjoying the show overall. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Robbie,
0: wow, that's- I mean, hey, everyone uh, has, you know, their own opinion. So Sentai5 said, Mick Manor took me by surprise with the Amelia development and her being the first female to debut a power-up. Plus, the female version of that armor was never in Rue Soldier. So the fact that there's one here technically makes it a Power Rangers exclusive. Need more of that in the future.
1: Von Bamba at Mr. Cooper 92 said, Out of the three new episodes we got, I really enjoyed the last two. It's really nice seeing Zeta and Amelia's characters fleshed out. Seeing Amelia being the first to use the flame armor was a treat to see. Also, I have so many questions for Pop Pop.
2: <laughs> At Burg- Burgundy Ranger says the episodes continued the strong storytelling and character development we got in the first eight. Hunter/Amelia is quickly becoming one of the most popular pink rangers ever. I think we're in for a long wait for the US debut of Gold. It'll be on Nick after hiatus and nine to 12. Maybe. <laughs> I, d- I definitely agree with the Hunter/Amelia becoming one of the most popular pink rangers oh, yeah. ever. For, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, the Parker star month at the Nick fan club said I have, they weren't quite what I was expecting, but I liked that they were each a focus on one of the three initial Rangers of the season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It kind of cycled back yeah. to uh, pink, blue and, and and red. They were also each properly funny. Amelia getting the power up was fantastic. Hopefully gets more use than Dino armor X charger from, uh from Dino Charger.
1: Ash at Deoxy360 said, I loved episodes 10 and 11. It's setting up some big things for later down the line.
2: Edward Sanchez at Edward is so cool. I really enjoyed watching all the new episodes. My favorite one is episode 11 at Hunter Dino. Did a great job in it. And Edward, you are so cool, just like Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Dino Dog ninety six at Cunning two eight three seven nine six four two said, uh, "So hyped for the second half of the season."
1: Pal at Paladin four two two one said, "Enjoying the early antics of Slyther, the executive producer. Also wondering just how we will see the rest of the series."
2: Josh, the Toku fan at Shinkin Red eight one three, enjoyed the last new ep a lot. Jane is better as a villain than a com- comedic relief.
1: At Toku, Chris, good friend of the show, says, "Where is episode twelve at?" And in reply, the Plastic Geek says, "This feels like the slowest season ever."
0: <laughs> I, I think it feels that way just because we we want more. We want more yeah. of this story. We just want it to come out already.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, Tyler Bozetsky at Tyler Bozetsky wrote a novel, (laughs) which I think is pretty much the same length as all the rest of our comments. So I think this was him trying to just like purge his thoughts and never talk about
1: Dino Fury.
2: (laughs) Put it out there. (laughs) It certainly
1: reads that way.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Tyler Bozetsky said, I'll be dead honest. Dino Fury isn't doing much for me right now. Yes, I knew what to expect going in. Yes, I know it's for kids. Yes, I know this is how PR has been more or less for the past decade. I just don't find it interesting at the moment. It's not terrible, and there is a step up of quality for sure, but there's nothing there so far that is OMG what to me. My mind may change when the entire season is on Netflix, and I'll catch up then, but otherwise it's not a priority for me. Honestly, I feel like Power Rangers really hasn't been the same since RPM. The only things I've really loved TV-wise was Dino Charge, Dimensions in Danger, and the cool fan service we got in Beast Morphers. Everything else has been, meh. I get it. They're trying to appeal to kids, duh. But I don't know. I feel like in Saban and Disney years, they were always trying hard to make it interesting for all ages, not just their target demo. That's what's been missing from modern Power Rangers, I feel. They could be spending the money on original fight scenes, complex choreography, and effects. Instead, that money is spent on things that ultimately don't matter, like a dumb musical number. A face with rolling eyes. So there's like an emoji there. Uh, if they can do that, they can do this. Yes, I know the Beast Morphers musical number was a part of Steel's development, but that doesn't change my mind in thinking that it was dumb and a waste of time and money. Time and money that could have been spent on ASJ and fight footage for that episode. That's why I praise the Saban and Disney crews a lot. They thought ahead, and they fought as best they could through all the interference that came their way. From being relentless on producing Forever Red, fighting to make A Squad Red a girl for a short amount of time, in Saban brands, they didn't really have that many roadblocks, but never took advantage of that, choosing to go the cheap way all the dang time. They didn't have barely any money for returning actors for the 20th anniversary, but yet they had money to do an expensive episode where they were roaming around the city looking for their lost robot. Priorities much? They also couldn't sacrifice an episode where Brody learns that cheating is bad to make a 25th anniversary a two-parter. Like, come on, guys. You have to spend money to make money. That's just me, though. For those enjoying Dino Fury and are keeping up to date with it, neat. I am not. That doesn't mean I loathe it. How can you determine if you hate it fully when it's not even over yet? It's just not something I want to watch right now. And that theme is still trash. You can't change my opinion on that.
1: <laughs>
2: my res- my response to that is, it's
1: great to be human. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tyler. Tyler was a little pent up. Tyler needed to get that out there in the world.
2: You feeling better? Feeling better, buddy?
0: <laughs> he DM'd the Twitter account saying, hey, I'm just going to put my comment here. And I'm like, oh, cool. That was like 40 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> and then like 15 minutes before recording, I got the... Huge block the of Twitter of text. DM text. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, dude! Um, you know, I I almost told him we weren't going to read it, but we do read everyone's.
1: We owe it to have that differing opinion represented. Yeah, of course, because we do consider that all the fans of the show have the rights right. to their opinions. It's valid. It's valid, but I just I can't get on board with it. <laughs>
0: no, I I can see I can see points of of what Tyler is saying. And I've long come to terms with the fact that there are clear, distinct eras in Power Rangers. The Disney season was a unique experience that at the time, I don't think was truly appreciated, but over the years, we're all looking fondly back on those Disney seasons. And it was just a different, I know Disney was a little bit more hands-off. Obviously, they still had say in what happened, but you had a mix of executive producers that each brought something different to the table with those seasons, and it felt fresh every time. I totally get that. The Neo-Saban era? Yeah, it was kind of a step back, and not all of the seasons have have been on my top five list or, or whatever, but I can appreciate different parts of the seasons. You know, I can appreciate dino charge and you know, that, that being the season that, you know, got my wife back in, into power Rangers. And you know, there's, there's all those special moments and got Lord knows over the past seven years, we've talked about all of those ups and downs yeah I think uh Mega Force was a collective hell for a lot of us, but the episode that he was talking about, the one where it was just from Tensu's perspective and he was running around the city, yeah, I get it like there's an expense there, and the executive producer wanted to tell a unique story. but I love that episode because it was so completely different than than what we' got before, and oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah was it out of place in an anniversary season, whatever but I can value what, what Tyler has said because I think there is a valid discussion there. We're not going to have on this episode, but I can understand that, you know, a lot of the the fan base getting burnt out and because a lot of it does feel the same and it feels like that formula and maybe Hasbro is still writing a little bit of that formula with, with Dino Fury, but I think Dino Fury is changing, and who knows if we're going to get another Sentai adapted show? I don't know. I'm not getting into that Toei versus Hasbro thing because we we just don't know enough information. But whatever happens, I'm still excited for Dino Fury. We're only a fourth through this season. We're like literally a, a fourth yeah. way through the season, and all of the plot lines that they have set up just to see what how that's going to transition throughout the next you know 30 something episodes or 30 episodes is going to be huge
2: yeah and the thing about we've never gotten or we haven't gotten in a long time is plot lines translating to the rest of the series you know like we've had all these one off episodes for such a long time and you know there's it feels like there's something in every episode that's building to something bigger you mm-hmm. know so like you know, I I just really appreciate what they're doing. And, you know, Tyler, like you said, he's entitled to his own opinion. And s- some of that is absolutely true. Like the Disney era was great. Like, and I, and I miss the Disney era and there, but there yeah. were some downsides about the Disney era as well. So th- there's this and that, but it, overall what we're getting out of this cast and crew and just, just the good stuff that's coming from it really outweighs the bad for me. And like we had talked about earlier, I'm seeing this through the lens of watching it with my kids for the first time too. So right. I definitely have a different viewpoint on it. And I'm just really excited that they're excited about something that I'm I've been into for so many years. So that that really makes um, some of it for me too. But like I just really see the series as a good series, and what we're getting is you know something we haven't gotten in a long time since the SBD Dino Thunder days is how I feel about it, you know?
0: Right. And to go back to Simon Bennett, I I know there's, you know, a lot of praise for Simon Bennett and, and rightly so, because I think he's giving that fresh perspective that what Tyler is, is talking about to me, this, this feels more in line with an early Disney season than a Neo Saban one. And yeah, you can argue about, I, we didn't talk about Jane and Jay Borg at all in this episode, but I feel like they're there for the kids and Mason, you, you'll have to tell me if I'm wrong or not. Are there funny moments like for, for the kids or are, are the kids laughing? <laughs>
2: no, not really. Not really, but yeah. they're not as annoying as some of the you know, right. things that I, oh, I'll, I'll take Jane and Jay
0: Borg over. Rick and Morty or whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I wish her character was more serious. Jane's character was a little bit more serious because I think she is doing really well in her acting in that role. Oh, yeah. Um, and really try like owning it, you know, imagine getting a role on power Rangers and then that's your role. You know, it's like, you're thinking you're going in for like, Oh, I'm a teacher and like somebody that they're looking up to. And it's like, Nope, you're the comedic <laughs> with a <the> robot. <laughs> you know. So. But,
0: but with, uh, with Jay Borg, I, I mean, I appreciate the, the actress's physical yeah. comedy in that oh, role yeah. she's is so like good. hands down. She's, yeah. she's bright. Yeah. Um, Everyone has a different journey with with Dino Fury.
2: And that musical number in Beast Morphers, I feel like it kind of ripped the fandom apart just because like half was like, God, I hate this. This is terrible. For me, I loved it. Like I love that kind of stuff anyway, but I just love that episode and my kids love that episode. And that was the character development we saw for Steel, you know, really in the, in the series that we wanted to see. And I, I mean, I hung that all, I hum that tune all the time because my my kids watch it a lot and stuff too. And I just, I just love that episode so much. So
0: And you know, finding out the behind the scenes, like Olivia Tennant, right? Yeah. Like choreographed that. And it did. It really did divide the fandom. I mean, at the time I wasn't like the biggest fan of it, but I can appreciate those who just went full on, like, yeah, musical number. And it it just it just has to remind you how silly and crazy this show can be. I mean, Mighty Morphin is like the pinnacle or whatever. But, I mean, they had episodes that were complete, like, right. woo, like crazy. And at the end of the day, Power Rangers is meant to be silly. Yes, there's all these epic moments. But at the end of the day, they're, they're these spandex people fighting rubber-suited monsters. Like, yeah. there's supposed to be a realm of camp and, and cheese to it. And yeah, I, I think that's endearing in, in the long haul.
2: Yeah, and you know, with Dino Fury being funny and having these moments and whatever, there's so much like seriousness to it too. Like that mm-hmm. scene with Pop-Pop and Amelia, you know, like there's so much kind of feeling that they're trying to bring to this season. And that's what I really appreciated about it. Like the East Morphers felt a little forced to me in places, like like the <laughs> acting especially and things like that. And, you know, there, there was problems. It was a good direction they were going in, but it felt forced at times. I don't feel that with Dino Fury a lot. I don't feel a lot of force. Right. Moments, you know, which I really appreciate.
0: There, there was an early episode where Zado was kind of reminiscing about everything at, at the foot of a tree, and there's just this nice moment where Amelia just checks it up on him, yeah. and they have that nice old conversation. And you know, you just think about, yeah, Zato can be a little silly at times, but he is also super serious. And right. just the fact of what his backstory is, as he is alone on this planet as the only member that he knows uh, of his species around. And it's kind of like this tragic tale. So I'm not going to psychoanalyze Zato or or anything, but it's nice that, you know, they can have these, these fun moments because it's natural. Like not everyone's going to be a hundred percent character stereotype the whole time. It shouldn't be like that.
2: Yeah. I would really appreciate if the comics delved into the whole Rafcon situation, as well if we got like a one shot of RAFCON, what's going on there, you know, kind of stuff. So there's I just miss so much. The do. I yeah. miss the annuals. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I, I miss those side place. stories. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. I think that's it. Mason, thank you so much uh for joining on at the last minute.
2: Oh yeah. No. Thanks for having having me. This was a ton of fun and I'm always willing Absolutely. to do it in the future too. So
0: Very cool. Uh, So what do do you got going on? Use this as your chance. Plug your socials, plug uh, the projects that you got going on.
2: Okay, cool. So, uh, I'm a part of a podcast called Beyond Average Nerds. It's me and my two buddies, Weston and Aaron. We kind of grew up together through our teenage years and we started out as like a retro review gaming podcast, but we've kind of just moved into nerd culture and talking a little bit about everything. So, it's a fun hang and our dynamic is kind of funny too. Uh, at least I think so. And just, uh, uh, we have a lot of fun over there, so if you want to check it out, that'd be great. And um, it's uh, Beyond Average Nerds is the name of the podcast. We're at Beyond Average Nerds on Twitter. I'm at uh, Mason Merrill on Twitter, and that's I think that's pretty much it. So
0: nice, yeah. Uh, I've I've been listening to the Beyond Average Nerd episodes. It's it's a really fun time, and uh, I really like the the groove and the camaraderie that you guys have. So oh, it's thanks. it's a lot of fun.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's a fun hang for sure.
0: Absolutely. Zach, where can people find you?
1: Oh, they know where they can find me. I'm on Twitter at Zach. <laughs> I'm on TikTok at Hollywood Zach. I'm pretty much everywhere at Hollywood Zach. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Trekkie B four seven, as well as uh, my Twitch where I do lunchtime gaming, uh, which I don't know what's going to go on with that as we get later on into the year, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everyone can find me at trade before seven. So, uh, Ranger nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at ranger at gmail.com or check us out at ranger Command.com. We're on Twitter at ranger PH and on Instagram and Facebook at ranger command power hour, all one word. Uh, once again, Mason, thanks for joining us. Would be happy to have you on the
2: show anytime. Thanks. I really appreciate it guys. It was super fun. Awesome.
0: And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening for uh, the past four weeks of Ranger Command. need a little
1: vacation, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: As a listener, it has been a great treat. I, I really enjoy listening to the show. So keep Absolutely. it up, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So we might throttle back a bit in August, but we've got a couple special things planned or, or in the works. So Uh, Stay tuned because it is Power Month. Big news time for the Power Rangers fandom. So we'll see you all next month. Later, everyone.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to Patreon.com/RangerCommandPH to learn more. Thanks for listening.